In today's episode, we are talking all about how to manifest love. I am so excited for you guys to hear this. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that Manifestation Mastery is coming back. It is being launched next month in August. So today is July 27th. And I want to let you know that it is on pre-sale. So what does that mean? Usually when I run my programs, I do an early bird and then I do a regular price. What I'm offering this time is a pre-sale price. So this is your opportunity to save $111 off the early bird pricing. Manifestation Mastery is my newest signature program. It is the program that I have put together that has caused the clients who went through the beta round to see such insane results. They manifested 40K sales weeks. They manifested an unexpected $10,000. They manifested love, which we are going to talk about how to do today. They have manifested dream homes. Um, half, I'm not even kidding you guys. I was on a phone call with my client the other day and she said going through this program, she manifested an unexpected $500,000. Like, I have chills just talking about it. It is crazy. So this program is going to literally teach you everything you need to know about becoming a master manifester. I have been practicing manifestation for the past three years. And in that time, like I am a natural manifester, but once I started doing the deep diving work, the subconscious programming, learning how to remove limiting beliefs around what we think we can or cannot manifest, all of this work, the mindset piece, the energetics, learning how to work with quantum energy, all of that has helped me to refine my skills. And in this program, it is eight weeks and I teach you everything you need to know about becoming a manifestation queen. And so with that being said, if you have questions, I am offering the pre-sale pricing where you save $111 off the early bird until July 31st. So you still have a couple days to get in. If you have questions, if you want to sign up, it's a $99 deposit by July 31st. And then what we will do is go through and create a payment plan for you, or you can pay in full. So DM me, let me know that you want to be part of it. This round is going to be amazing. I am so excited. I have fine-tuned everything. So taken everything that I've learned from the beta round to make this the best round yet. And I am so excited for you to join us. So shoot me a message, DM me uh, over on Instagram at namaslaybabe, or you can email namaslaybabe at gmail.com. And I cannot wait to welcome you in. You're listening to the Namaste Babe podcast, a high vibe hangout for the spiritually woke woman ready to make quantum leaps in her life, business, and bank account. I'm your host, Kiki Yura, and I refuse to play by the rules. I'm an X9 to Fiber turned spiritual life and business coach, master NLP practitioner, and founder of the Namaste Babe brand. I'm here to lead you into your divinity so you can manifest a life and business you are wildly obsessed with. Each week, you can expect episodes from myself and guest experts who are leaders in their field. The episodes are dedicated to your expansion on all things mindset, money, and manifestation. It is my intention that these episodes help you raise your vibration, tune into your truth, and step into a life you fucking love. Are you ready? Let's slay. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a special treat with a special guest in store. Cassie McKenzie is a manifestation mentor and business coach and host of the Manifestation Queens podcast. She helps women become manifesting queens so they can create a life and business they love filled with money, love, travel, and freedom. Girl, that is like everything. I love it. Welcome. I know. I put an asterisk or whatever next to the travel for now. It's like travel <laughs> within the 50 states. <laughs> Currently. 
as well, as per leave our country. So yeah, <laughs> as per pandemic guidelines. <laughs> right. Although you can go to Costa Rica, but I can't. So. We were just talking about that. So Cassie and I are both travel addicts. I would say is a fair description, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and so before, yeah, before that, she was uh, she was telling me she's like, by the way, you can go back to Costa Rica if you want. And I mean, mm-hmm. once I go somewhere, I I'm not a huge fan of going back until I can like go somewhere new. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Where yeah. where's the most adventurous place you've been? Well, I would say, well, the, the, one of the biggest adventures was when I went back to Bali. Mm-hmm. The first trip to Bali was pretty adventurous because I had just gotten laid off and my husband, we, were, we had literally just dro- driven our two dogs in two different cars with our one-year-old across the country, left all of our shit with my parents and the dogs, and then went to Bali for a month. And so we had never been before. Yeah. And we took, our, we took Liam. And then I came back pregnant, but I totally didn't know I was pregnant. It was like so early on that I got like deep dive certification and everything like that. <laughs> Poor Stella. <laughs> She's a better swimmer than Liam. It's crazy. I'm like, there's gotta be something to this, you know? But, like, I absolutely agree. Yeah, That's but so that funny. was pretty adventurous. And then, but prior to that, like when I met my husband, we were long distance for like a while, but because he was working on a super yacht and so um but he's from south africa and so we i actually sort of went and traveled by myself to south africa to go see this guy that i had seen like a handful of times around the world and i was like that's pretty adventurous you know i think so I think get there and be like yeah i'm just like we don't like each other after all but no it all went so i ended up extending my trip like twice so <laughs> wow. And this is this is really what we're going to get into with the podcast today. We're going to talk about manifesting love. Cassie manifested her her now husband and baby daddy. <laughs> and um before we go into that, I think it's actually really funny that you know, you and I have have a relationship that goes beyond the the boundaries of the internet. We have actually oh, met in person. Yes. And it's such a funny story because I actually manifested meeting Cassie. I mm. manifested a trip um, around, it was just only a couple months ago in, in December of 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was putting out um, a post online about house sitting and wanting to just get get out for a bit, but I I wasn't at a point financially where I could kind of justify um, mm-hmm. spending money on a on a hotel as well as a flight and all of this. And so you had reached out to me on my Facebook post about um, house sitting because you guys were actually going to South Africa. And so this was what was really funny is that my immediate like gut reaction was no. And I don't know why, because I ended up, I mean, meeting you. Yeah, there was, I don't even know if it was fear. There was just something that was like, you know what it was? It was because it was where it was. It was Florida. And I was like, I've been to Florida so many times, but it was really good for me to be able to get out because I had been living with my, like Josh and I had broken up in April and I'd been living with my parents for, what is that? Like at least six months, if not more. So I was like, I was ready for a break. (laughs) And I found, I, I found a dirt cheap flight. I think it was only like 250 bucks, 280 bucks, something like that round trip in December down to Florida. And not only did I get to meet you, I got to meet Lauren Megan, who has also been on the podcast. So the trip itself was just wonderful and divinely timed and all of those good things. But I got to come and house it and meet the other Kiki. Exactly. That's the other thing. My cat, Kiki. <laughs> Kiki squared. Oh my God. And it was, Cassie lives in the coolest, like little beach town. And it was honestly everything that I needed, especially getting to ride around your, your beach cruiser. Like that was just, that yeah. was, I got everywhere on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I ride it so much too now. Cause like after relocating across country, we lived like, we lived in a apartment at first for a few months and then moved into our townhouse and 
my I think my beach cruiser like never got used in California and San Diego for like when I was pregnant, I wasn't going to ride around on it, you know? Right. So all, like the one tire was totally flat and you fixed it. It was like creating a brand new life for me too. And I like totally love going on my beach cruiser now. It's so much fun. And it's just, it's such a convenient way, especially because, you know, I used to ride to the grocery store to get groceries. I was riding to, you know, the, the, one of the bars to be able to go and like lay at the beach during the day. And like, it was good because I was getting exercise and it was just like such a fun way to, to get around town. Cause it's not that big. Yeah. Your, mm -hmm. your area isn't that big. So I went to the very end past the, what's it called? The, the, the Dawn. Yeah. The Dawn season. I was down there today for the beach yoga. Yeah. And past the oh, grill. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so it passed it passed a grill. That's where I I rode it like right to the very end of the road, and that was like quite the adventure. But um, <laughs> just so you guys know, Cassie and I are like the best of friends now because <laughs> I've lived in her house while she wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the other thing that really connects us too, and like why I knew that there was a sign that I had to go, was because you were going to South Africa. And so for those of you guys who don't know, I've told Cassie this before, but I am convinced that my soulmate is South African. And I have always, when I first got on ships, when I was working for Carnival, when I went to Thailand for the first time, those were the two moments where I really, I met South Africans and I like, I fell in love with their accent. And I just wanted to speak to South Africans like all yeah. day long because I'm obsessed with that, that the way that that sounds like the Afrikaans is such a beautiful, um, you know, exactly. language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So anyways, that was like my, my confirmation when Cassie told me that she was going to South Africa, I was like, mm, well, then I can come and I can listen to her husband for a bit. And <laughs> Yeah, he likes to hear himself talk. <laughs> He's like me. He's funny. So, okay, let's, before we dive into to the topic, um, why don't you give the listeners just a bit of a background of who you are, your journey, how you got to where you are today? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited. Thanks for being here. I am finally on the Namaste Babe podcast. It's 222. There you go. <laughs> it's 11.22 here, so that's perfect. I love it. Well, um, yeah, so I am a former, well, I was a pharmaceutical rep for about 20 years in corporate America. And um, really the way I got started with manifestation was when I went through like a situation in my corporate life where I was not in a really great job. I was living in San Diego, but my boss was actually kind of like a bitch on wheels. We did not get along very well. And so that's when the secret came out. And I would like listen to the secret in my car when I was driving from like San Diego to Palm Springs. It was like 30 minutes, 30, well, three hours. In a Prius, it was three hours. <laughs> so I remember being like, what the fuck is this secret? Like, I'm not getting any secret here. I was like on disc two. Like they haven't told us any secret. This is crap. So I just started like going back to, it was like chapter five, the secret to money. And I would just listen to that like over and over and over and over again. And then like, I ended up moving back to Atlanta because I was in a relationship that ultimately didn't work out. And like my mindset, looking back on it, it was just like, gosh, like you can piece everything together, right? Because it really, sometimes your hindsight isn't 2020 because you're not like awake to the patterns mm. that you've been making. But mm -hmm. like I started to get to be awake to it. And then my grandmother, like a couple months after we broke up and I went out to live, like find a place of my own, my grandmother, one, well, one of my grandmothers passed away. So I was driving down here to... St. Petersburg and I found those like secret audios again so I put them in and it was like I hadn't even gotten out of the Atlanta city limits before I was like trying to write in my journal and like you know like five in the morning driving like holy shit this is gold I finally get it I finally get it you know and it was like that aha moment where you're like holy crap like this totally makes sense this is why everything's been happening and my life doesn't have to suck like I can make mm. it whatever I want to and I got so excited that I listened to the entire four cds the entire way down like I could not stop like I'd sit in my car longer just to like finish the just whole to thing. listen 
yeah, I think I even, this was before podcast and like before Audible was really popular yeah. because I even stopped at like three books a millions on the way back, like just to see if they had the power. Cause I looked it up on the internet. I'm like my little Blackberry. I'm like, wait a minute. Cause the power had like just come out too. Like, like just shortly after, like, like shortly before I, um, started the secret again. So anyway, by the time I got home, I was like, so convinced that I could just like, and I didn't care about money at the time. I was after going through this breakup, I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to manifest my husband. And, and then I'm going to figure out some way to do that. And I'm just going to like live and, and do whatever my like heart wants me to do. Mm. Kinda, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that also included moving back to San Diego, but <clears throat> that's, that's a little longer story, which we'll probably get into because that I'm sure, but like really the, the takeaway was that like, I found another resource. Um, there was like, uh, like another book that taught you how to manifest your, your soulmate. And so I started going through all that process. And a lot of it is like shedding things that you need to be for, you know, like healing the past and really like forgiving yourself and your ex boyfriends and all these ex people who like hurt you so badly, but really so that you can get intentional and wait, did I just make up a word? Yes, you did. <laughs> to dramatically improve your life. <laughs> <laughs> I, my mom would love you right now because I used to make up words all the time and she would always call me on it. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. There internet. There you go, podcast. <laughs> Namaste, Bay podcast. You got me. <laughs> and that's like one of the things that you really say there is like, it's it's the idea that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah, yeah. That, because I actually, I'm not sure if you know this, but this was my exact experience with The Secret too. I had <laughs> a girlfriend tell me to watch it and I remember exactly where I was. I was in like my, my parents were, my parents were originally um, going through a divorce that didn't end up happening, but my dad leased a condo and my mom was like, okay, you have to go live with your dad. And I was in my like early twenties at this point and he never moved in. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to live in a condo rent free for a year, which was pretty freaking cool. But I was in the bathtub watching and I lit candles and my girlfriend was like, you need to watch this. And I was like, okay, like, this is cool. And I didn't really ever give it a second thought. Yeah. And then I think I was 28, 29 even, because it was after my cancer diagnosis. Yeah. So in 2017, I remember um, a girlfriend that I had met through Girls Love Travel. It, her, like our story, it is again, like a completely different story, but really funny. And then her and I started connecting and she introduced me to Manifestation Babe. She introduced yeah. me to Catherine Zankina and I got her book. Well, just in my dream last night. Yeah. Huh? Isn't that crazy? I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? That's crazy. Oh my God. So funny. Um, but I've had dreams like that before about like, I, I had a dream about Tony Robbins once, like, you know, people, mm, people who just, too. I was like, damn, yes, please. Damn. Oh my God, I've had some really good dreams about celebrities. But um, when I discovered Catherine Zenkina, that mm -hmm. was when everything just clicked, mm -hmm. right? And that was part of like the process of my, some people say that their spiritual awakening was like this one defining moment. And like, I guess kind of that was cancer to me. Like it's where I started shifting, but mm -hmm. the, the spiritual awakening for me was actually like a process. Like it wasn't yeah. just this one thing. And so I started, I did her challenge, her unleash your inner money, babe challenge. Mm -hmm. And in two months I manifested 20 K. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It was wild. It was freaking. I'm to do that wild. one again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, but that's the thing. It was like, I rewatched the secret during that yeah. time. And that was really clicked in, in clicked and it was there and it was in that moment and I wasn't ready for it back then or I I wasn't committed enough to it back yeah. then I don't think I had gone through all of my lessons by yeah. that point but That's then true. when I did I was like shit and yeah. again like the floodgates opened yeah totally 
Yeah, I think the breakup with my ex-boyfriend was like a big catalyst for a lot of it because mm-hmm. I, I, I started to like get out on my own, but like really get healthy, you know, like go work out, like not drink all the time, you know, like we used to drink a ton and he was gone. He was a pilot. So he, you know, like I would only, I'd basically drop everything yeah so he came into town and then he'd leave and I'd be like a puppy that was stuck at like the be like oh what do I do with myself now you know I'm like oh my god if I could go back and slap like the Cassie of 2010 and be like you sit your ass down in San Diego and don't you dare leave but then again <laughs> if I did that I never would have learned these lessons and I never would have met like a m- bunch of amazing friends that I met like through getting single again and just going out and like I didn't really want to date anybody. I just wanted to find like the perfect guy, you know? Yeah. I love that. So tell us a little bit about the story of like, okay, so you're leaving Atlanta, you go back to San Diego. What? And I know that's, that's where you met Ian. Yeah. Well, but see the part that was crazy was the part that happened before that, because like, once I set the intention, I was like, okay, I'm going to place like love above money because the money will just come like I I like I'm I think I was like 31 32 I'm like I'm actually 33 like I'm 33 years old I'm turning 34 soon like holy shit I need to get my shit together and like like I can always make more money but like the priority list should probably be finding my soulmate at this point you know and so the crazy thing is that I wasn't like super happy living in Atlanta because it's landlocked and I really love the ocean. And so, but my mom, due to issues that she will not fly on an airplane and drives everywhere, I felt this like requirement to stay more on the East Coast, which was all just me and my head trying to people please, you know? Correct. It took me like about a year to finally get the nerve to just go, but also... I ended up like manifesting a total like layoff. It was awesome. <laughs> but, um, but like, yeah, I was by, at by the way, if you ever lose your job, that is the mindset that you need to have. <laughs> I had a client lose her job right before she was about to work with me. And the exact same thing, like I was so proud of her and the way she handled it because she yeah. knew it was something falling apart. Yeah. So something better could come along. Totally. Yeah. Because like when I moved out from like, we were living in this really great high rise that I actually used to own a place in. That's how I had met my long story. We don't need to talk about the yet. <laughs> we'll move forward. But um, I remember like I moved into this place that literally was like 560 square feet. Like I had all of this shit just like jumbled in. It was like a bottom floor apartment in a house that was converted into like five apartments. Oh God. And so I could hear everything upstairs and it drove me crazy. And so I lived there for like a year and a couple of months before I finally was like, I can't handle this anymore. But it, it was like in the best neighborhood that I could like really meet a lot of the friends that I ended up meeting because of the work that I did around manifesting my soulmate. It actually made all of the relationships that I, like I didn't find my soulmate right away. There were steps I had to go, but I attracted people who were like amazing friends and so much fun and like really successful at their jobs, but still fun, like, you know, and just present and caring. And I had like the best social life without the pressure of like, do I need to dress right so that, you know, I impress this guy or that guy. I didn't give a fuck what they thought. I was just like, I'm just happy to have friends. I just want to, I don't want to, met, you know, like it was. And you're being yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And the, yeah, and it was like, the more you're yourself, the more like you're happy, right? And so I was really enjoying hanging out by myself. But I also knew that eventually I, ha- I you know, like it was going to be time to move. I just didn't know if I should stay on the East Coast or go to the West. And so I started putting into motion, like either Fort Lauderdale. I was like, I've just met some friends and went on a ski trip with people that live down that area. So I was like, oh, maybe Fort Lauderdale would be good you know, cause thinking like a pharma rep, I've got to put the seeds out there to know where I'm going to get recruited to. Right? right. It was either that or back to San Diego, which my heart really wanted to do. Like, it feels like home for me there, even though like I only moved there in my twenties randomly. And so like moving back there was a big commitment because of my mom, like not getting on an airplane. I knew I'd have to like break the news and like disappoint her. But 
eventually it just became like too much of a pull. Like I just went there and I just felt like I, as soon as the airplane le- lands, like I just start crying. I'm like, oh my God. Is it this crazy? Yeah. Because that's how I feel right now about two places. That's how I feel about going to South Africa and how I feel about laying roots in Kelowna, which is in British Columbia. It's like mm-hmm. this crazy, like there's just something telling me that I need to go there. And yeah. the, the cool thing about it is because like in Northern BC, where I used to live, where I'm visiting right now, it has the mountains and it's got the lakes and it's on the coast and it's beautiful, yeah. but the winters are atrocious. Brutal. And even like right now we were talking before we got on the call is like the weather is awful here. Like it ha- it's been rainy, it's been cold and it's like July, it's the end of July, it's almost August. And it does it's not hard. feel, it's like low to mid fifties. Like, yeah, it's not nice. So then, you know, Kelowna, it's great because it's got a city feel. This is like very small town and not for me, but then Kelowna's got this city feel and it's got, it's on a lake and it's Mm -hmm. got mountains. I'm like, this is the best of, of all worlds. Right. So I, I totally feel that way. Like that like that energetic yeah. pull. You better listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this conversation will convince you too. Maybe because I'll find I, a South African in Kelowna. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny? Well, like I, so my husband used to, when we, when we met each other, he was working on super yachts. He was like a deckhand, like the guys in below deck, you know? Yeah. And um, so when I, I ended up getting laid off and I was so excited. I already had like been living in a place like month to month and it was like the best place ever it was like a friend's friend who was trying to sell her place and wanted it fully furnished and was like yeah you can have your two dogs there do you just it was just like literally two hundred dollars more than what I was paying before and it was like five times the size like right across the street from one of my best guy friends like amazing any better and so I was like super happy about where I was I was like I could stay here until like what and nobody knew we were going to get laid off like in the middle of January you know but I had all my stuff in a storage unit and I literally within two weeks I was like out of there like I got laid off and I started putting everything in motion I'm like okay I'm gonna get this here I'm gonna get this shipped I'm gonna have this stuff and and like less than a month later all of my stuff had arrived in San Diego I was there with my two dogs I was finding a new place to live like I was sleeping on my friend's couch for a month with like Dixie and Ozzy there yeah everything happened so fast. But the other thing that happened was my husband at that same timeline was working on a yacht, had just quit. And like, I guess they still needed him to stay. So they were like, can you stay for two more months? (laughs) You know, because like they weren't going to be going back to Fort Lauderdale. Stop. Yes. And so he quit and they, they went to Fort Lauderdale. He flew out. And he just went to like his aunt and uncle's place in Spain for like a month. And he was sitting there and all of a sudden he gets an email about um, a job uh, like opening on a gigantic super yacht that's based in no other place but San Diego. Oh my God. (laughs) So what ended up happening? Like, I remember you kind of told me the gist of it, but when you guys met, like how did things line up and worlds collide for you guys to meet. So basically I would tell you, if you want to do what I did, come up with the most wild and crazy ass story that you could possibly come up with, including like (laughs) almost getting arrested by the cops in an hour. I remember you saying this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At a, Uh um, at a chili cook-off and street festival in Ocean Beach, San Diego. Yep. That would be it. And so like my friend and I totally, if you've watched the Goonies, I totally went into like chunk mode where, you know, he has that like high pitched whiny voice where he tells a run on sentence that's like 30 minutes long to like get himself out of these situations, you know? So like the cops went by and we literally, because we were drinking in the alleyway and we were hanging out there and like, they thought like, like you were up to no good, which of course we were. You were. <laughs> you're up to no good. Like, please, are you kidding me? So um, they stopped and they were like, give me your ID. And I was interviewing for jobs at that point. And I think I had just interviewed with Amgen. And like, the, if I had gotten offered 
the job and had like an arrest on my, <laughs> you know, like it probably wouldn't have looked that good on my criminal report that they were going to run. Right. But, so I was like, oh my God, so we were there and my friend. So it's like, I went on this big, long story about how my friend's boyfriend was like pissing us off and, and we had to go out and talk and like get away from him because he just wouldn't stop. And like, we just couldn't handle it. And it was just like, went on and on. And they were just like, their eyes were like crossed. Like, oh my God, <laughs> make this chick shut up. They're like, okay, this is a warning, but you guys need to go up there and then leave. Go get your stuff and get out. You can't stay here. So what do we do? We go up and get another beer. <laughs> this is why we're friends. <laughs> it's pretty fun. But like the other crazy thing that happened, and this is like, I'm telling you all these details because it's, you can't, like, you can't be so like intent on how something's going to happen yes. or like the outcome and exactly what it's going to look like and exactly all the inner workings because we wouldn't have been there in that place and he wouldn't have been meeting us that day had, if you go back to March, so this would have been June, if you go back a couple months my friend Susan that I was living with, we were like, we're a big music fan. So we were supposed to go to a, a concert and we decided, it was like a Wednesday night and we decided to like blow off the concert and just go drink Blue Moon at this place called the Waterfront instead, which we'd never been to. We were always walked by and we're like, oh, this is like, it's the oldest bar in San Diego. It's like a total dive bar. And so we're like, let's go there. Well, while we were there, we ended up sitting next to a table of the crew that works on the Luna, which was the boat that Ian ended up joining. So yeah. we, when she started dating one of the guys that was there, so we were always like around them and always, you know, like she was always around them hanging out. They ended up meeting us that day, which is why Ian, who had just joined the boat, ended up meeting up with them. And that's how I met him. Oh my God. So if we'd have gone to the concert, we probably never would have like met them, you know, like who knows you, if you would have. It is my belief that the yeah. paths would have crossed again, but it would have okay. taken you longer. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then something mm -hmm. could have happened where he met someone else that day. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. like, there's crazy yeah. things that could have happened. No, I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of hot chicks in San Diego. It's good that I, like, wrapped him in quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, okay, this is the thing that you were you were talking about before is, like, the, the patience piece, right? Like mm -hmm. that, because yeah. you said it didn't happen right away. So mm. what, like, what did you do to, or do you like, do you have any tips? Because I know that's one of the biggest things for people is that they want it and they want it now. And like, it's so hard to keep patient, right? So yeah. what, yeah. what tips do you have for people when it comes to that aspect of things? Like, how did you get yourself through it? Well, typically you want something and you're impatient about it because you think it's going to fill a void that you can't fill mm -hmm. yourself, you know? And so the way I did was like, truly what I wanted was to find a soulmate that would make me feel loved, that I could have fun with, that I could like count on, go like explore with and eventually have kids with one day, right? Possibly. That was just kind of like a maybe if it happens, it happens kind of thing, if it's meant for me, you know? And so what I did instead was I worked on myself. Like I really stayed positive about like how great life already was, especially mm. compared to the shit show that it had been. Like, like I basically went like this in life and then went like, boom, like totally, it was like a roller coaster. So I was down at the bottom of the roller coaster for like a long ass time until like I discovered all of this, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, like it, by doing the things that I knew authentically were going to make me feel happy and feel at home that like, I truly believe that magnetizes everything you want mm. to you because you're not in your head thinking, well, what should I do? Where should I go? Which dating app should I be on that has the nicest guys on it? Like, you know, and I also, you know, like you, you decide how it gets to work for you. You know, it's just like money or abundance or anything else, right? Like you get to decide that 
you don't have to sit there and listen to your friends who are talking about like, there's no good guys here and all they want to do is sleep with you and then, 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 like, no, take your fucking power back. Like maybe yes. you're to sleep with them and be like, bye, I don't need you anymore. See you, you know, like you do what you want to do. You don't do what like other people say you should, yes. you know? And so I think that was the biggest thing because like that, what that led me to do was adopt a puppy and learn how to sew instead of going out and getting drunk at the bars every night in Atlanta, you know, like I would go and meet up with the friends I wanted to hang out with and like, you know, just be happy and, and, Mm. you know, just be happy where I was while I was there. And like, I started to like have this kind of mindset of like, well, eventually I'm going to be moving from here. So I better enjoy these people while I'm here, you know, because otherwise like sitting there and wishing that you had a different situation is only going to like send that energy out that makes you sit there and wish that you had something different over and and over and over again. Precisely. And when you're feeling that way, when you are focused on the lack of the partner on the lack of the money that's what perpetuates more of lack yeah totally yeah you know and like it was and you know these same gosh these same principles like came into like helped me so much even after we met because like you've got to understand like it you manifest something and that doesn't mean that like everything's going to be rosy afterwards. You know, you've got to be like super strong in your mindset because like we met and I like, first of all, the first, one of the first words that, well, I forgot his name. I had to like turn to my friend and be like, Hey, what's this guy's name? And she's like, Ian. I'm like, Oh, hi, Ian. Yes. Ian. And you know, he, um, it's funny. And so eventually he, 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 I was so worried I was going to get like arrested. And he was like, listen, you didn't get arrested. Can I buy you a beer? And I'm like, oh, yes, of course. I'm like, oh. And then like 15 minutes later, we were like standing there making out on the, on the patio. Yes, girl. Pictures galore of that one. So, you know, and like inseparable for the rest of the night. Like we all hung out till like two in the morning and like oh. I saw him the next day and we saw each other like almost every other day. And then the boat was going to leave. Like, they were supposed to be there for months and months and months. So here it went into this situation of like, oh, I've met this guy who's unlike anything else I've ever met, but now they're leaving. I don't know if I'm ever going to see him again, you know? Right. And that's where like the control started to be like, holy shit. Like I, you know, like the, the fear gremlins come up of like, what is this guy who can travel literally? They're going to go up and down LA uh, you know, down over into like Barcelona or whatever, you know, like travel all over the place. What's he going to, like, we, he's not the best communicator guys. Like, honestly, we were, we would talk on WhatsApp, like on the phone, like I think four months went by at one point, like two or three months went by before, like I actually heard his voice, like on the phone. Wow. So here we're like texting back and forth every day, but like my friend's boyfriend was like, so you haven't actually spoken to this guy, like he's your boyfriend, but you've only just texted. That sounds tough. That sounds legit. And I'm like, right. Fuck off. <laughs> like it's real. It's real. <laughs> That's so funny. But I mean, it ended up working out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of faith. There was also a lot of like inner guidance I had to follow without even realizing I was doing it back then, you know? I made a, thank God for my roommate and best friend, Karen, because I made a wedding vision board that was literally right next to our television so that I could like hold the vision. (laughs) I love that. I still have it. But like there were times where, I mean, I was still unemployed. I didn't end up getting rehired until after like I went to Africa because I know like, and here's another thing to remember about manifestation guys when something doesn't show up, there's usually a few reasons for that. Either mm-hmm. you don't think you're worthy of it, which that wasn't the one for me. I mean, I knew that I was, it was just like, of course, like insecurities will come up when you're thousands of miles away. Right. But the other, the one that really got me was that I thought something bad would happen if I got it. It wasn't about him. It was about my job. Like I thought 
like in, in my subconscious, there was like, well, if I get hired, I'm going to have two weeks vacation. How am I supposed to fit in enough time so they can stalk this guy around the world if I'm only allowed to leave for two weeks? Like, come yeah. on, you know? So, and you know, literally I had jobs here and there. Money came in. It's just like enough to get by, which was perfect. You know, I bought the ticket to go see him, like just following my, like, your guy. Yeah. Went to Puerto Rico to see him twice. I paid like $800 for a last minute ticket. And I was unemployed. You know, like people will find the money if they're motivated enough to there find There is money. always a way. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this money objections are bullshit because yeah. Jen yeah. Casey talks about this all the time. She's like, if you were to lose your phone today, you yeah. would find a way to get a new one tomorrow. Right. Right. So it's about priorities. It's never about, it's never about the money. No. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh fuck, I'm doing it. I'm going there. I'm going to see him. Even if it's for three days, like I'm so worth the money. Cause I like, it was last minute. You'd only find out like a week in advance. Right. In the same place. You know, they, they're not like a cruise ship that has a schedule. They're basically going to get fixed. And they didn't realize that they were getting fixed to be sold, which is why he eventually, eventually ended up leaving that job and just moving to the U S to see if we'd actually like each other. That's (laughs) amazing. So how long did it take you from the moment that you set the intention? How long did it take you to manifest Ian? So from the moment I set the intention, like leaving Atlanta, I'm guessing like like leaving Atlanta. Well, so probably I want to say I found that book like in February or March I can't remember exactly it was like early probably at the most it was like a year and a half at the most but also keep in mind a year of that was me hemming and hawing like do I go wait did I just turn into my grandmother saying hemming and hawing hemming and hawing (laughs) (laughs) so like basically going, I don't know, Fort Lauderdale, I don't know, San Diego, I don't know, you know, and just being like, I'm just not going to choose, you know, and just like avoiding it and not choosing. And so like a lot, because I made a list of of all the qualities and the top one was must live within 50 miles of, and I just put a blank there because I was afraid, like I know my powers so much, like I was afraid to like put it down because I knew it would happen. Like, right. (laughs) I would then be like, it's, it's, that's the intention. I'm moving there, you know? And like, I knew Fort Lauderdale made the most logical sense because. But that's no, never no what you want to go on. Yeah, never. So I'm so glad that I listened to like the most illogical option, which was moving and like driving, what, three days across the United States with my two dogs and a blow-up doll with a hat on that <laughs> I named him Bernard. He had a <gasps> jersey on. I made him was look it, like- Was this so you could ride in the HOV line or what? No. Oh God, no. Those roads from there, oh, the ones I took didn't even need HOV. It was just like, no, so that people didn't think I was like a single girl traveling alone. That's what I did. So I strapped <sighs> him in and he didn't have like full legs. It was just like down to his knees. So they just kind of like, my bag of McDonald's and you, you know. kill me. That is hilarious. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, so what, South what Carolina I want to hat on. So and then like the Philip rivers, he's the, um, he was the quarterback for the San Diego chargers. So you are like, too funny. You, <laughs> you were like San Diego or bust. Exactly. We are going. Okay. So I want to ask you, because you are a pro when it comes to manifesting like things, but love specifically, what do you find, especially like with working with your clients, like what are some of the biggest mistakes people are making when they're trying to manifest love? Well, really going for who other people think they should go for, you know, Mm. you know, as opposed to like who they actually would want to go out with or spend the rest of their life with, you know? So good. That would be one. So like, good. <laughs> yeah. Like making sure your desires are like authentically yours. And aligned. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you know, That's so such... that you actually want it because like, otherwise you're going to like spin your wheels, you know, like you've got to be super super dialed into what you actually want. Yes. 
I love that. Oh my goodness. Um, by the way, for anyone listening, it's if you are wanting to manifest and you are familiar with human design, I want to give you guys like a little bit of a tip of if you are a, like if you know the difference between whether you are a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester, there are two different ways you should be going about manifesting. So if you are a specific manifester, you can get so freaking detailed and dialed in. But if like you could ask for someone who is six foot four, you could ask for, you know, any of the specifics. But if you are a non-specific manifester like myself, what you want to be focusing on is the way that person makes you feel, mm-hmm. not the yeah. details of has to be South African. (laughs) (laughs) That would just be a really great plus, please, universe. Right, right. Yeah, it's really like the qualities. Obviously, you want to get specific on the qualities too if you're a specific manifester, but really it's about the feeling when you are a non-specific manifester. So I just wanted to kind of put that in. If you are not familiar with what I'm talking about, um, definitely look up specific, like there's, there's arrows on your chart and, um, it's the bottom right arrow. So there's four arrows on the sides of your head and the one that's on the bottom, right? If it's pointing inward, you are a specific manifester. If it's pointing outward, you are a non-specific manifester. So just as a, a heads up and like a fun little bonus for you guys there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some of your top tips for manifesting love? Let's see. Okay. Well, I like, I really think that it's such a great idea to write your past lovers that have hurt you a letter of like how you felt, you know what I mean? Like like a goodbye (laughs) letter, you know, and really get that out really forgive yourself while you're at it like write yourself a letter about forgiveness and what you've put yourself through to get there and you can burn both of these afterwards if you want mm, so good. and then and this would be a great one for the wait non-specific manifest yeah i guess yeah non-specific the feeling manifest. the feeling yeah. lens is non-specific yeah. so maybe write a letter to your future like you know, like the, 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 your soulmate that you're manifesting the love, right? And about the things that you're doing, the way that they make you feel, like all of the qualities of them, like what you guys, like how thankful you are for them being in your life and how it's improved and all the things, okay? That I'm already getting such good vibes thinking about it. No, right? So that's part of the vibe there but also making your list. And like, I think either type of manifestors can, can do this, but like make a clear list of what it is that you actually want. Like really think, put, light a candle, sage your house, sage your car, sage your, like whatever. Sage it all. (laughs) And like, you know, make a list of all the qualities that this person would have, you know? And if it's, six foot four, tall, brown hair or whatever, or they, they pay attention to you and actually listen, right? Like I always joke that I don't think I put that one on the list because neither one of us are very, well, I'm a better listener. He, he will like, <laughs> he'll attest to that. But like, um, <laughs> but um, I always say like, I put that he love that they love um, football. And at first, yeah, I put must love football and I didn't specify whether it was like American or like, and of course, he loves football, but the kind that's on like 18 times a week all throughout the year and not the kind with all the Doritos commercials in it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I absolutely. And that's like, that's the funny thing about the universe. The universe will be like, okay, but you didn't yeah. make it specific enough. Right. That's yeah. Totally it. I love that. Mm-hmm. I used to joke. I used to joke about Josh too. Josh, I, so I manifested Josh into my life. Um, my ex-boyfriend that I'm currently staying with. And I always <laughs> joke because I, that was the very first time I ever put two and two together about manifestation. It was after 
So I had made a list after breaking up with my previous ex-boyfriend, also from Atlanta, by the way, which is kind of funny. funny. Um, but yeah, so I, I made a list because he and I had a very toxic, tumultuous relationship that was like breaking up, getting back together, but it was like seven years of it. And I did not have any of the inner work. It was so just like, that's what I thought I deserved. So that's what I kept attracting and I kept going back to him and it was brutal. Um, but when I decided, because then I got into this phase of, I'm so desperate and I just want to be with someone who is not him. Right. And so then I just kept attracting and I desperately wanted a relationship so that I wouldn't go back to him. And I was getting into it for all the wrong reasons. So I kept manifesting like, one night stands and all of these things and guys that would just like never talk to me again and all of this. And I was so confused. What I didn't realize until like years later was that that was just such desperate energy. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I wrote a list. I wrote my list. I, and it, yeah. again, before I knew about specific versus non-specific. So it was more of a specific mm -hmm. list, but Josh hit everything on that list, but it was, you know, like a list of like 10 things. It wasn't super detailed or specific and it had nothing to do with the way that they made me feel. So it was funny because Josh and I met and then about three months later, I was like, the list. <laughs> I was like, and I was on ships, so I couldn't find it. I wasn't like at home at the time. And so when I came back, I found the list and I was like, oh my fucking God, like everything down to plays guitar and sings and comes oh God, from a good so family. Cool. But what the problem was with that list is that again, I wasn't specific enough. So it was, you know, one of the things is that I wanted someone with stability and I put owns a home. Well, meanwhile, oh. I'm someone who like, that was his excuse for everything. When like, I wanted to say, oh, well, I want to go and I want to travel. It was like yeah. his stability was the reason why we couldn't go and do those things. And I was like, no, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. just, it goes to show that when you are like, really get, don't go surface level, like go deep into these things. It's like, why, what is the house providing, right? So you don't yeah. necessarily want someone who has a house. You want stability. Like yeah. there's, you know, the deeper like meaning. financially stable, emotionally stable. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So you know what I found? Here's my list. My soulmate. Detailed list of my <gasps> soulmate. Is that crazy? Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. And by the way, guys, for like, I know you guys can't see this list. It's like a page long of like things. Is it double-sided or just single-sided? Just single. But it was um, November 17th of 2011 was when I was listening to The Secret. Wow. Because I, that, yeah. So just single-sided. But yeah, like for, I didn't even really, so I put like attentive, caring, has a great family life, supportive, like. Yeah obviously the qualities and stuff like that, you know, yeah. loves my dogs, loves to travel, mm. all of these things, you know, think about your, the, if you can't think about what it would be like to actually have a stable partner, then think about all of your exes and what you hated about them and then take the opposite and put yes. that on this. Yes. Right don't there. say, I don't want this. Okay. I've been talking about this a lot in my like Instagram stories recently, but yeah. Don't, you can't focus on the negative because the subconscious yeah. mind doesn't negate. So when you're talking, yeah. and I've, I've pretty sure I've talked about this on an episode about like debt, when you're focused on debt, you're going to get more of debt. So yeah. don't focus on someone who's not toxic. What yeah. is the opposite of not toxic? Focus mm -hmm. on that, right? Yeah. Whatever that means to you. Or so like, if you've been cheated on, be like, I don't want to date a cheater. No, you want to put down, I want to you know, be with someone a committed, who wants to be with me. Yes. A yeah. committed, monogamous person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like open and honest. Yeah. yeah. Good. So that was, I mean, that to me is such a big thing, you know, because a lot of times, oh, here, this would be my third, like major tip though. Okay. You just, you don't have to make other people's stories your own. Mm. So you can decide how relationships get to 
um, how relationships get to work for you, right? And when you decide how they get to work for you, then when you're sitting at happy hour with your friends that are single and they're saying, oh my God, you know, there's all these guys just want to sleep with you and then never talk to you again. You don't, you can just be like, well, that's funny because like, and in your mind say, that's not like, it's actually, that's not my story. Yeah. That's their story. It's not mine. And then I started truly like seeing other people who were in relationships as like a sign that it was like materializing for me too. Like every time I would see that, I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. Like, look at those people. They just met. They're getting married. Like, that's awesome. That's like, that's a sign that it's on its way. A lot of people. Yeah. We talked, actually, there was just an episode I put out about empathetic joy and a lot of people, they'll see that and they'll be like, oh, like I want that. That's, you know, oh, aren't they so lucky? And it's like this (laughs) low vibe (laughs) energy. Whereas if you can switch your mindset about it and be like, oh my God, I can't wait until that's me. Right. Yeah. That's my sign that it's on its its way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because there's no competition. There's enough for everybody. So it's just because you see somebody with a relationship doesn't mean, oh my God, there's one less person. I mean, there's billions of people, you know? Yes. And then you're like, I think once you really align with what it is that you want or how you're going to feel when you're around it, then you're able to like, you you can't, you're able to know which ones aren't right for you because you you can feel it. Walk around the universe without that clarity, right? Until you do the work, until you declare, this is what I am available for and this is what I am not available for. And like, you have to set those energetic boundaries first so Mm -hmm. that the universe can be like, you know, if you're being wishy-washy and you're just letting anyone into your energy or anyone into your, you know, womb space, like there is a huge energetic tie to that, right? So you're not giving clarity to the universe. I just went on a date last night and literally like the guy had said to me, you know, at the end of the the night, I was like, oh, you know, it, 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 we had a great time. And like, I laughed and I, I had a wonderful time, but it was also just like, no, I'm, I knew from the moment that I met him, I was just like, yeah. ah. you know, it was, it was fun. And we actually had a lot in common, but there was just something missing from it. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to enjoy my time and Mm -hmm. see it for what it is. And he sent me a message and he was like, Hey, I'd love to see you again. And I said, absolutely. I would love to see you too. I had a wonderful time. And if I'm being honest and I put that boundary in place saying, you know, I don't really feel that romantic connection, but I think you're like, I had such a blast with you. So if you want to hang out as friends, I'm down for that. Yeah. 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 Cause you never know. You never know where that could lead you. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's not like a lot of women too. They're so scared. I think the older that I get, the easier it is for me. And it never feels good to send a message like that, but it feels good setting that boundary into place as opposed to yeah. bringing someone along, doing something to be nice, like quote unquote, be the nice girl. Like, what are you doing? Wasting your time with someone that you know is not the person. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so you yeah, have totally. to put those, those energetic boundaries in place for sure. Um, okay. So is yeah. there anything else that you want to mention that we didn't cover? I mean, I could talk about love and manifestation all day, but no, I mean, yeah, you know, I would say I, one thing I was doing back then that I'm, I noted, like now I'm reminded because I was looking at the journal that I used to write in, but I was doing an like one of those Deepak Chopra 21 day meditation challenges. And like, I will say that meditating or having that quiet time to really get clear and set those intentions does help you get so much like out of your ego Mm. and more into your heart. So you can actually recognize what it is that you want, you know, because there's a lot of opportunities. Like I'll be honest in Atlanta, it would have been so easy just to stay. There was plenty of guys there that I could have stayed and gone out with and probably gotten married to. They weren't the right ones, you know, they would have had plenty of money, plenty of success, plenty of fun, all of that, but just the connection wasn't there. So if I was operating from my ego and what looked good and what things I should be doing, Mm. I wouldn't have ever ended up with a life with like, you know, 
that that we've built, which is, yeah. you know, granted I was in my mid thirties, but I did meet my soulmate, you know, who then we, like, I literally, the, we got, I, I got pregnant, I think like the day after we got married, it has to be like sometime around there. You wasted no time. I guess not. My ovaries were like, okay, come on, snap to it. Let's go. You know, but like, yeah, you know, and then everything all happened at the right timing when I wasn't like really attached to it. You know what I mean? Yes. So huge. But I think the meditation really helped with that because everything's, everything in my life has always gotten exponentially easier as soon as I've developed like a true meditation practice. And I'm not saying like go sit. Intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. I love that. Give me credit for how far you've come. (laughs) <laughs> yes, totally. And like, that's the thing. I'm actually on 114 days of consecutive meditation. I'm going for 150. Um, and I just do it every morning. And some days are longer than others. And some days are a little less intentional than others. But like, I do it because I know the power of it. Yeah. Right. And like, for example, this morning, I put it on just to put it on. <laughs> I laid there and I fell back asleep for a bit. <laughs> like that's okay because yeah. it's just it's a process, right? But when you commit to something like that, I I know what it does for me and my mind and my soul. And mm-hmm. some days I'll put on a meditation about love, and other days I'll put on a meditation about abundance. And you yeah. know, it it depends. Like recently, I've had to do a lot of forgiveness and inner work around mm-hmm. some things, but like that you go with the flow and you know that it's, it's an, um, a fluid practice, right? But it's yeah. really powerful to connect into yourself. And like, I've done so many visualizations about mm-hmm. my, um, about my, my love, the, like, the love of my life and what our life will look like. So it, it's yeah, just totally, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing to like have a consistent practice like that. Yeah, well, you know, I um, th- this brings up a que- like a question that can. So I back in like February, I ran the Manifest Your Boo Boot Camp. It was like a five day boot camp to take you through like the same process that I went through. Um, and you know, like every day there was like homework to do before the next. And so now I've just turned it into like this thing you can go to my website and get, and like you do it self paced. But Amazing. like one of the questions that came up during it was like, how do I, cause I would always say like, think of your, think of the version of you that already has your relationship, right? That's already drive. And I used to drive around pretending I was driving around like my boyfriend and we were just going someplace. And then of course I manifest a guy who works on a boat and doesn't have a car. So I'm always driving him around. And <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. And so, but a question came up like, well, how do I feel love if I don't like have that in my life right now? And I was like, um, excuse me, but I know you have a very lovely one-year-old daughter. And when she comes and gives you a hug, do you feel love? Like you're, if you're so like insistent on the container that this feeling has to come through and you're never going to notice how abundant you are in that category already. So if you're single and you feel like you're alone, just think about the people who want to get on Zoom with you or think about all the people who like you can like text or talk to or, you know, think about other people that you love or a podcast you love or like somebody, you know, like think about these things that would bring up those feelings for you so you can start aligning with it because guess what? That's going to bring more of it to you in the physical form that you actually want it. So that was my last little knowledge job. Oh, good. So, so good. I think that's the perfect place to wrap things up. Um, what, so, okay. If people want to go and manifest their boo, you've got it on their web, on your website. So I will include that in the show notes, but what is, what is your website? It's the manifestationqueen.com is my website. And um, you are a manifestation queen. I love it. I know. Yeah. Just like my podcast, that's my group. And then you can find me on all the social medias at XO Cassie McKenzie. I love it. Um, what do you have coming up? Anything exciting? Yeah. So, um, so much, but I can't decide on which one, right? It's just <laughs> I just actually put it into place. Right. No, I, um, 
it's going, my, I have a program coming up that's going to be related to becoming totally fucking abundant. So yes. that is, it's either going to be the name of the program or just the tagline. <laughs> I Whatever. I love it. I love it. But, when yeah. are you planning on launching it? Next month. So okay, perfect. What month is it now? It's July. Yeah. It's August. This COVID thing has really gotten me. Thank God for calendars. You know, whoever came up with a calendar back in thousands of years ago was very smart. I feel you. Josh is on um, shift work right now. He's on like this rotation. So it's yeah. just how many days until he's off. And if I did not have a calendar, I would not know what day it is. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. I think it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. I, I always love being in your energy and just getting to hang out. Um, guys, go and check out Cassie. If you like this episode, please screenshot it, share it with both of us, and we will be sure to reshare it on our socials. Yeah, for sure. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you, Kiki. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please spread all those good vibes by leaving a five-star review, as well as screenshotting this episode and tagging at Namaste Babe over in your stories on Instagram. With love and light, the fiercest fuck goddess in me recognizes and honors the fiercest fuck goddess in you. And until next time, Namaste.